0: A shout out to Curex for bringing you this episode. Curex is the leading over-the-counter insole that is highly customizable and provides dynamic arch support. Visit curex.us and use code AMR15 for 15% off. Curex, the final step to better running. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea.
1: Oh, sorry, I was reading this one. Um, <laughs> okay,
0: and, and I don't know what we'll talk about in the chit chat, but <laughs> I think in the intro.
2: You know, it's, it's totally perfect for these times. many <laughs> Zoom calls today, and I'm not paying attention. So, but yeah, for AMR Answers, Sarah,
0: <laughs> and what's your name again? <laughs> I said Dimity McDowell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So what you've been up to workout wise these days, Tim?
2: Workout wise. um, Well, uh, so here's a little testament to um, putting in the miles, even when you don't feel like you want to is, I don't know if you remember, but uh, right. I I did this ride with Grant probably, I don't know. It was probably eight weeks ago, 10 weeks ago. It was when um, Iron Horse, the bike ride that um, I was planning to do over Labor Day was still So it hadn't been canceled yet. It was moved from Memorial Day to Labor Day and then canceled. So we were still thinking we were going to go over Labor Day. And it's um, 6,000 feet of climbing, which um, now I know is a whole F-bomb full of... So anyway, so we went on one ride um, from Morrison, which is a a little town out near Red Rocks. And um, it was about 3,000 feet of climbing over 30 miles. Wow. And it broke me. It was so hard. And um, the worst, it was kind of right when COVID, we weren't, you know, it was, everything was tough. I mean, it's still tough, but anyway, um, we got back to the car and I was like, okay, now do that one more time. And that's Iron Horse. And I was like, again, no f way. Can I do this? Um, and so we just did that ride again on Saturday um, of this, just two days ago and uh, more than two days ago, but it doesn't matter, recently. <laughs> and, uh, and it was so much better. Oh my uh-huh. God. Well, wow, the training effect. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what happened? You tried. You do it again. You keep riding. Um, And I didn't, you know, I was going to go back and look at my other Strava slash Garmin, you know, to see if
0: Ooh, I was We'll compare faster. stats. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And then I was kind of like, um, oh, is that going to ruin it? Because if it was just, if I was just like 0.1 mile per hour faster, is that going to like negate the ride, which, you know, For me, for my mentality, has the potential to mitigate the whole ride. Um, and truth be told, I just have forgotten to go back and look. But I mean, (laughs) of it was you know, it's always doing it's it happens with running too, or at least it does for me. The first time through a route, an unknown route, you're just like, a hard one, especially is this ever going to end? Oh my god, (laughs) through this, right? You know, and then when it's familiar it's it doesn't feel as bad right you know like okay yeah. here comes a really hard part of the climb here comes this here comes that whatever mm-hmm. um so part of it was just the familiarity um mm-hmm. part of it was I just felt really good and we got through kind of the first two segments and Grant was like of course we was like oh we we're eight minutes faster than last time and I was, all right he knew that right away even um, I just felt more I just felt stronger I just felt good I mean it was still hard don't get me wrong it's not like I was whizzing up you know lookout mountain no problem but mm-hmm. um, again that was my third time climbing lookout which is kind of our little local mountain that a lot of cyclists go up um mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, it just, with every time, it gets a little bit easier,
0: so. Nice. Well, that's, you know, I'll knit you a sampler, you know, stitch you a sampler. It gets easier every time. It gets, Uh.
2: exactly, exactly,
0: so. (laughs) Um, That's interesting, because Saturday I had kind of almost a reverse experience in that, um, I think I told you on a a call, so no one was privy to it other than our our colleagues, that um, we've had a pretty chilly summer so far. And so Saturday was the first day that was warm or hot and, and, um, very sunny in the morning. And I, um, not very wisely chose a route that did not have a ton of shade on it. And just so often I thought, how did I ever bang out a fast 10 miles, you know, two weeks ago Oh. And then I'm like, oh, because it was overcast and you know high fifties, low sixties. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, I mean the weather makes such a difference. It really. Oh. And I and you forget that, right? But I yeah. mean, even on, we on Saturday morning, we I was like, well, let's go early because mm-hmm. I knew it gets hot and it feels hot even on the bike sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you know, what for the first part of the, for the first like probably hour of the climb, we were in shade, like I had arm warmers on, which is the Mm -hmm. first time I've had that forever, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, that makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah. So you got to just kind of roll with whatever my nature throws at you. And
0: Oh, yeah. Because I just was like, really, really? I'm just dragging along here. And then, then when I put two and two together, I finally was like, "Okay, why don't I turn?" And you know, I didn't have a route specific route in mind. I was just kind of tacking together some miles. I'm like, "Why don't I just follow the shade? I'll turn left here because look, that that street is lined with big trees." So,
2: adjustable. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell myself that. We'll get to the questions in one second, but I mean, I, whenever I think about like, I can't change it. It does It won't work. It won't work. You know. It's, in like the house that we had when our kids were little, you know, but, um, we used to buy like the family size cereal boxes of like Honey Nut Cheerios and stuff like that, right? Um, you know, the, uh, we had a, a, a cabinet that we kept them in and, you know, it always drove me crazy, crazy because I always put them in at a slant, you know, uh-huh, because yes. right up and down, <laughs> And um, just, you know, just the, the aesthetic of it, cramming them in, getting the box, you know, the corners all kind of crumpled. And uh, and then when we were leaving, when we were moving from this house, I was unpacking stuff and I saw that the shelves are adjustable. Like I, for <laughs> years, I could have had that Cheerios box, sit up, but I just decided that it was always just gonna have to be crammed in there. Yeah, right? yep. a little life lesson. So you can always take a right turn into shade, Always the shelves are adjustable.
0: (laughs) There, let's just wrap it there. That's enough advice for one day. (laughs) It's running. It's okay. (laughs) All right, but now let's move on to the real questions. This is Christina in Summit, New Jersey.
1: Hi, this is Christina calling from Summit, New Jersey. I'm calling to ask a question about whether there is any problem for not changing up our one I know that you guys talk a lot about running different distances, running different speeds, um, different um, zones for heart rate. But in these times, when no one's training for anything and no one's looking to get injured, is there any problem with just going out three to four days a week, running the same relative number of miles with the same relative pace, and calling it a day? I don't want to do anything to put myself back um, in terms of my running, but I'm not really really looking for going ahead or pushing myself during these times just want to stay healthy and stay out there like to hear your thoughts thanks so i just
0: love the simple honesty of this question you know Um, so my response is no no um you know christina if it's stress relief some much needed alone time you know because you're finally out of your house where your whole family is um you know and some baseline fitness maintenance i say have at it um you know, the um, her question reminded me, Dim, of the conversation we had with um, coaches Jen and Liz the other day, which was the episode that aired, um, I guess that would be a week ago, as this one's airing. Um, and, you know, your point about keeping your eye toward 2021, though. So maybe elaborate a little bit on that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, we've all done the work, right? Or, you know, we're still interested in making sure that we don't lose all of our fitness gains um and christina if you want to go do the same route at the same pace for the next until you know until covid lists and you decide that you want to sign up for a half marathon that's perfect really i mean those are base miles those are easy endurance miles that's you know zone one and two heart rate wise if you um or an effort wise think of something between like a four to five or four to six on a scale of one to 10, like Mm -hmm. awesome. If, 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 you know, if your mental capacity, if you don't get bored doing that, Mm -hmm. then like you said, Sarah, have at it. Like there's no harm. It's like eating vegetables. Like there's, there's nothing bad that can come out of it. Right. (laughs) uh, Although, although
0: if you're, as long as your knife isn't too sharp, Jiminy. (laughs) That's another story.
2: Um, anyway, but, but, um, you know, and then, and then if you, as racing becomes, you know, if it becomes interesting to you, um, and maybe it won't after this, um, then, you know, you can jump into a training program, but there's never anything wrong with just having those base miles. Um, you know, if you want to put a little flair into it, Sarah, I know you did a fun podcast about games you can play on the run. Um, Mm -hmm. Before to listen to that, I saw someone talk about the color game. What's the color game?
0: Oh, the the rainbow game yeah. where they um, where you look for colors in the order of the rainbow. So um, you know, you look for something red, you look for something orange, you know, so on and so forth through the whole rainbow. And then once you get one rainbow, you go back and play it again, and you see how many rainbows you can get.
2: Oh, okay. So, yeah. so Christina, as you do your same old route, maybe you can maybe one day is a five <laughs> rainbow. And one day is a 15, you never know (laughs) what what they're wearing and that kind of thing. Or the other thing you can do um, if you want to, if you want to play with your pace a little bit is furlex. We love to, Mm -hmm. you know, say that word and laugh about that (laughs) in the writing world, but that's really, you know, it's a Swedish uh, translation of that is speed play. It's a Swedish word and the English translation is um, speed play. And basically it means speed up when you want to speed up, slow down when you want to slow down. Um, stop and do some squats if you want, um, you know, whatever, you know, just, just kind of mix it up if that's, if that's interesting to you. But if you're like, dude, I'm listening to this awesome audiobook and I want to go run my four miles in peace and I don't care, mm-hmm. you know, what happens uh, between the beginning and the end of my run, except for that I'm going to go four miles, then go have at it. There's absolutely no problem with it. And, and if it's, I like it kind of as a place marker of your day. Right. You know, because so much is changing and you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So if you know,
0: I have this route and I love it. And it makes me feel good. You know, no, no harm, no foul for sure. Precisely. Precisely. Well put, Dim. Well put. One of the best parts of our AMR gig is talking to runners across the country and beyond. Dimity and I've talked to so many women, whether in person or on podcasts, and it pains us when we talk with injured runners or someone who's struggling. We love to offer solutions, whether advice or product recommendations. So let us introduce you to Curex insoles, which we think of as the final step to better running. Curex is the leading over-the-counter insole that is highly customizable and provides dynamic arch support. We know there are a lot of add to your shoe options, yet insoles shouldn't just be cushioning and shouldn't also be stiff like a custom orthotic. Curex delivers the best of both these options. Curex insoles are flexible support with just the right level of rigidity They have a thin, low profile, yet still deliver maximum support and comfort. Curex Run Pro insoles are available in three profiles, high, medium, and low. Dimity and I both have high arches, and our feet, knees, hips, and backs thank us for adding Curex insoles to our shoes. Earlier this year, before I started training for what was supposed to be my 15th marathon, I really worried whether my aging body would be able to handle the mileage and volume of training. I was delighted it could, and I give credit to Curex for carrying me through. Try Curex risk-free today. The company offers a 60-day warranty, even if the product has been cut to fit your shoes. Visit curex.us and use code AMR15 for 15% off a pair of Curex insoles. That's C-U-R-R-E-X.us with code AMR15 for 15% off. Curex.us. So this question comes to us from Sharon on Long Island, New York.
1: Hi, this is Sharon. I'm from Long Island, New York. I'm calling about hydration. Um, two summers ago, I trained for the marathon um, in New York City, and I found that I was always thirsty. I couldn't bring enough water with me on the run. I had like a handheld, filled it with ice, let it melt, and then I would stop in stores if I was going to on a long run from point A to point B, I make sure I knew some stores that I could run in. I bring my water bottle for me, um, but I feel as though in the summertime I always have dry mouth. I am always ridiculously thirsty on runs, and I was wondering if you have some insight into that. Thank you so much for all you do. Thanks for all the info you've been giving during the pandemic, and I hope you're all well. Thanks. Bye. Yeah,
2: I'm not fill, refilling any bottles these days, are we? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you run by convenience stores and you carry cash and a mask, you know, you can go in and grab, um, you know, a, res- a refillable one or, you know, a recyclable one. I mean, um, that's- an-
0: yeah, Or you can you can carry, you know, um, I mean, I have Apple Pay on my phone. So um, a lot yep. of people have that. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Do you use Apple Pay a lot? I do use Apple Pay a lot. Yeah, I use it um, almost at- so tech forward of you i didn't i didn't this is, this is, say why you use it a lot uh I just like it it's I just I find the u s way of having to put the card in and you know wait for it and then sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and then why does it still need a signature in this day and age like come on I just feel the U.S. is really behind on card technology as okay. you know, someone who occasionally goes to Canada or has
2: been, I was to say, the last time we've crossed a border I know, you, I know you went to Europe with your family uh what several Christmases ago but I mean it's yeah. Just, I mean, like yeah I've traveled around the world and we're just so behind in our card technology
0: <laughs> Well, but even just when we go to Canada, you know, occasionally we'll um, go up north and go to Canada and, you know, in in non-COVID times and, you know, the way the servers bring the card reader right to your table so that your card is never outside of your view, you know, because, you know, uh, and so, um, yeah, so I use Apple Pay because then it's just one ding, you know, and good to go. Um, don't have to then. Nothing. There's no touching of card and handing it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So look at that tech forward. Uh, that I'm I'm like gonna sh- sparkle all day for you. calling me tech forward, Dimity. I,
2: I I am not Apple Pay set up. Anyway, okay. So we don't know if Sharon is or not for her water bottles. Um, but yes, obviously thirst is important to listen to, and I mean run. their guidelines for what to drink, how much to drink on the run. Very, but if you are ridiculously thirsty, you need to drink more, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the most basic one and probably the one that's easiest to follow is just drink to thirst. So it sounds yeah. like you need a way to carry more water. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, one of the things that I would suggest if, if, you know, two two handheld water bottles, that's a little, um, I don't know what we call that. Not ambitious, but it's just a little obnoxious. Excessive,
0: Uh excessive, yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: obnoxious to to your body. I mean, not obnoxious. (laughs) um, Is is a is a hydration vest. Um, Yes. Mm -hmm. So, and a lot of people use them for marathon training, especially in the summertime, because um, they don't live in a place that might be as populated as New York City. So Mm -hmm. um, we just, just, let's just like cross-reference a whole bunch of episodes in this. (laughs) So um, we did an AMR trains episode two weeks ago with um, Cynthia Vissers, who is a kind of gear expert on women's running gear. And um, she recommended um, a couple different vests. One is the um, Nathan Vapor Howe, which is mm-hmm. named after the Ultra Coach, uh, Stephanie Howe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the Camelback Women's Circuit vest. There's a bunch of different vests that you could try, and that's probably what I would say recommend doing because for ease, you can't beat it. I mean, if you mm-hmm. get one that fits you well, the biggest thing is getting one that fits you well. So That might be a little trial and error over the internet um, because unless you have a script store, you can go try them on it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, once it fits you well and fits your chest and feels nice and secure, you know, yes, of course, you're going to notice it, but it's not going to bounce around very much. And you can just suck on that hose and get as much hydration as you need.
0: Yeah. And I'm also always surprised by how many people I see wearing hydration vests and I get the sense that it's, it's not just, Oh, today's my 18 miler for, you know, for my marathon in a couple months that it's just, it, it gives a sense of almost, I think security of, okay, I won't get thirsty. I can, you know, well, have no, it with.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, and the more you wear it, the more you get used to it. So it's super convenient. I mean, mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. who don't like to carry a water bottle in their hands, you know, or, you know, they haven't found a nice waste pack that works for them. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. And, um, you know, I don't know about New York City, but you can always use it on um, hikes and you can use it um, on the bike and that kind of thing, too. So it's, you know, if you do other things, it's definitely um, an investment that can go beyond running.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so also, um, I think Sharon needs to remember that that and everyone needs to remember that hydration is, you know, a around the clock proposition that it's not just, oh, I'm going to go for a run, glug, 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 you know, that you have to be thinking about hydration Um, In the hours before and after your run, particularly in the summertime so that, you know, we love noon. If you listen to our podcast, you know that a lot. Um, The electrolyte tablets that give you all the electrolytes, the sodium, potassium, magnesium, and I think I'm forgetting potassium. Nope. So okay. it, you got them. Got them all. Okay, good. Check, 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 check. Um, check. And that helps your your cells hold on to the the um, fluids that you drink and eat. And so also remember that um, eating fruits and veggies that are naturally high in water, you know, peaches, grapes, tomatoes, cucumbers, our friend watermelon, by its mere name, um, you know, they have a lot of fluid in them. So um, be doing that. Stay off the caffeine if that, you know, because that's a diet, natural diuretic. So that Makes you less hydrated; it dehydrates you. So, and then uh, we can I stop.
2: Let's have another detour. Yes, I tried the podium um, series from noon. Yes, my ride that I talked about at the beginning, and maybe that was what I was. So-
0: that that boom bing, bing bing. That's what did it, Dimity.
2: Exactly. So they have a, something that you again. This, this is something you want to do before every workout, but they have a pre um, kind of uh, mixture that you drink that has. Um, bunch of
0: what has base it ha, yeah it has um
2: this a little bit
0: yeah alex you'll edit this out um base chain amino acids is that what it is
2: so yeah okay i'll say i'll go through i have it up on my computer now i can see mm-hmm. it so the pre uh one has bcaa's uh base chain amino acids that support muscle function and repair and ample electrolytes um, in there, of course. And there's one that you drink during, and then there's one that you drink after. And, um, and it might just be a little bit the, you know, oh, I have something to do before I go. So, you know, you're going to drink it. Um, but I liked it. I really, really like the flavors. So um, mm-hmm. it has some calories in it too, which most noon tablets do not. All noon tablets do not, except for this Podium series. And it's not a lot, it's like 60 calories per serving, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's nice to have. It has a little, bit more substance than the normal electrolyte tablet, So if that's mm-hmm. something that's interesting to you, check it out.
0: Yeah. And that's a powder that you put into water and give it a good old shake. Yeah. Um, so, and then, well, you know, uh, my, my late father was a, a man who worried. And so when I heard Sharon's question, I heard his words echoing in my ear. And whenever I would, if I complained too much about being thirsty, my father would get concerned that I had undiagnosed diabetes because type one diabetes ran in my family and so um, you know, Sharon or anyone, if it's a chronic problem when you're not exercising that you feel a lot of thirst, you should consider talking with your doctor. So there. That's that's what Charlie Bowen would weigh in right now.
2: <laughs> We're listening to you from up above.
0: <laughs> All right. Aaron from New Jersey served us up this question.
1: Hi, Sarah and Dennity. This is Aaron from New Jersey, and I'm calling with a question about running in the heat. Um, I was out running today, and I I run pretty much four or five times a week, so I'm not out of shape. But I've noticed when it's gotten, now that it's getting a little bit hotter, my heart starts racing after a couple of miles. And I usually just stop and slow down and try to keep running. But I guess my question is, is this normal in the heat? I don't think I'm dehydrated. Um, and is it safe to continue running or should I just call it quits and, and stop for the day if my heart starts racing like that? So, uh, just wanted to hear your thoughts. I love your show and I love listening to you guys. Thanks for what you do. Bye.
0: So, yeah. So, um, first of all, Aaron, thanks for the dedicated love of our podcast. And, um, I definitely, flashback to my run on Saturday that I talked about it in the intro about being so hot and, you know, how much crummier I felt. But then then I was like, huh, heart racing. I got kind of concerned. So I kind of flippy flopped between being, you know, having like, oh, that's worrisome and like, oh, you know, that happens to all of us. So I don't know. What do you think, Coach Tim? Um, well, first of all, neither of us are doctors, so yes. <laughs> if it happens to a point where it scares you or
2: it's happening more often or whatever, then that's, you know, definitely get some professional intervention. We mm-hmm. are, you know, we are expert Googlers, but that's about as far as our <laughs> medical skills go. So, um, so you know, the, it can be though the heart palpitations, you know, it could be, um from dehydration, as you mentioned, but your doesn't sound like it's from you. It can be from um alcohol or caffeine like stimulants like that, eating um a heavy meal and then going for a run. Mm-hmm. Um, high levels of stress and anxiety, which, you know, I don't know why we'd bring that up
0: right now. No, that's not the problem. Next one, what do you think it might go? <laughs> Hormone changes, um,
2: you know, any kind of medication. Um, so I mean, you know, there if it again, like if it feels like it's something that um, if none of those make sense to you, then definitely. And again, if it, if it feels worrisome to you personally, because you know your body the best, then it's time to call the doctor. But um, Sarah, you you found a in your expert Googling, you found the Valsalva
0: maneuver. I did. I did. And I looked around quite a bit of, of this because it turns out from looking around at um, some different articles, and and I will say that Dimity downplays herself. She 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 isn't a doctor, but she is a coach. So a lot of the, um, a lot most of the advice that um she gives on here is stuff that
2: mileage. But I really, like. I have a hard time, especially if I don't know her. Right, we're not yeah. talking medical yes. conditions. But oh, and I should say obviously, and you will say this, Sarah, but it, when it happens, you know, s- stop walk you know get to the shade you know you don't have to keep running through it don't keep running through it get to mm-hmm. a place and do your valsalva
0: which Sarahs is going to tell you about now <laughs> i think you say it very well though dim so um this is a move that is proven scientifically proven to calm heart palpitations that are again not ones that are a sign of you know cardiac arrhythmia or something like that. And um, so that, and I just threw that phrase out there. I don't know. That was from, you know, an episode of ER that I watched. I <laughs> don't you know. I don't know. So this Valsalva maneuver, you pinch your nose closed with your fingers, and then you close your mouth, and then you try to breathe out forcefully through your nose. And think of it as kind of trying to blow up a balloon, but with your mouth closed and your nose pinched. So... Oh. Get your. I just did
2: it. It's like trying to um, get your ears to unpop on an airplane. Mm
0: hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah.
2: Exact same thing. Am I right? Or am I? It, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yes. Mm hmm. Yep. Popped when I did that. I felt it. <laughs> because you live in the mile high city <laughs> here at 50 feet elevation. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that supposedly can calm them down because again, um, having heart palpitations while running or exercising turns out to be a fairly common thing. And um, I just want to stress what Dim said is that, you know, Aaron and everybody else, there's no shame in walking, but to, you know, if you suddenly feel a little funky in some way that to just slow down. I mean, I definitely on that Saturday run, I was like, yeah, i'm walking now (laughs) you know and then and then you know either my breathing kind of slowed down or i got in the shade or whatever and i was like oh i feel great here we go again so but yeah if it if it happens and if it's accompanied by other symptoms like serious lightheadedness intense chest pain you know then it's definitely time um for to call for help or for to visit a doctor so yep So let's, let's move on to a lighter topic, shall we? It is from Lexi in Gillette, Wyoming.
1: Hi, this is Lexi calling from Gillette, Wyoming, long time listener, second time caller. My question this time is about reading recommendations. Of course I've read your books, but what other reading recommendations do you have for runners, either for motivation or for training? Um, just curious if you have any thoughts on what books would be great to read during this time. We have a little bit of extra time on our hands. Thanks. Bye.
0: Oh, love this question. Thanks, mm-hmm. me.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, So, Sarah, what are, what, what's, we going to just go for overall book recommendations. We're not looking for running books, right?
0: Well, yeah, because, um, I mean, we can. So she's definitely looking for uh, motivational and training related books and i was like uh yeah i don't have any of those (laughs) so but some of my all-time favorite sports books are in the realm of rowing so i'm going to list off a couple of those um one that oh my gosh when i read it in college it just was life-changing i loved it so much it's by the very talented late writer david halberstam it's called the amateurs the story of four young men and their quest for olympic gold and um as i indicated since i read it in college it's an old book (laughs) Um, but it's uh, incredibly well written, very engaging. It's relatively short, just, um, a little over 200 pages. And then if that kind of sends.
2: David Halberstam is an awesome, awesome writer. Oh my so gosh. Called... Yeah, We'll link to these in the, in the, in the show notes, as well as Solar uh, maneuver. Anything else you have to
0: link to Sarah? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I may I gotta make these yeah. notes. And so I make sure to do that. Um, uh, Yeah, no, maybe the episodes that we reference are just look in our feed for all the ones that we cross-reference. Yeah. Yeah, so that if you then, if suddenly um, Aaron, or sorry, Lexi or anybody else finds like, oh, this rowing thing's kind of inspiring. There's also um, uh, The Boys in the Boat, Nine Americans in Their Epic Quest for Gold at the 1936 Berlin Olympics. That's by Daniel James Brown. That was super popular a couple of years ago. And then there is the just published. It just came out. It's called a beautiful thing. The true story of America's first all black high school rowing team. It's by Arshay Cooper. And I just bought a copy and it is next on my reading list. So I'm excited for that one. Oh,
2: I'd like to, can you, can you, can you Amazon Prime? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So on my list, I, so Sarah's in the water. So let's stay in that water realm. Um, books that uh, I love, uh, Swimming to Antarctica by Lynn Cox. So she is an open water swimmer that um, swam in the Antarctic Ocean. And it's a very um, cool story of her life.
0: Um, Yeah, cool story. What's that? (laughs) cool cool story Mm
2: -hmm. frigid frigid story actually um that that culminates in her swimming and um swimming in the antarctic waters and how she built up her body like scientifically um Mm -hmm. to get used to that super cold water uh she's a super good super good she's a super good writer and (laughs) i'd enjoy her Um, like of her stuff was excerpted in the new yorker and that to me is kind of the gold standard for for good writing so yes. um yes. there's that and then another one if if you if you want to stay on the female open water swimmers mm-hmm. track just like you want to stay on the rowing track with sarah um diana nyad uh wrote a book called find a way um, oh yeah that was pretty popular um, she i think it was
0: probably what i can't remember when was her swim to cuba um uh, it was well it was uh, I would have no idea. Remember, cause there was, the, there's also that, uh, we should then diverge into awesome documentaries like that. Can we take a detour there? Um, um, that's that's it. Someone has to call in with that question, Sarah. So <laughs> someone call in with that question and then we'll go there. Hi. Yeah. This is no. Uh, uh, <laughs> the- <laughs> anyway, so she
2: wrote about, so she was the first um, swimmer to, uh, br- to swim between Key West and Cuba, which is a huge geographically is not that big of a, you know, as the crow flies, not that big of a deal. But um, the, the hazards in the water and the currents and all this stuff. um, She's, she's amazing. And uh, she, I mean, she talks about I remember her, she like went through every lyric of every album she's ever known. I mean, just, you know, just kind of games, talking about the mentality stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a great book. I really, really like that. And then the other one that if you haven't read and you want a kind of a combo of running and mental toughness and insight into an elite athlete, as well as motivation, I can't speak highly enough of Dina Castor's book, Mm -hmm. Um, Let Your Mind Run, a Mm -hmm. memoir of thinking my way to victory. Mm -hmm. If you haven't read that yet and you want, if you're feeling a little ugh about motivation for running, um, it's too hot, whatever. She weaves, she has a a co-writer, Michelle Hamilton, who you and I know from Runner's World, Sarah, and the two Mm -hmm. of them weave together this tale of her life, but it's so interesting and and the ups and downs of being an athlete and um, all the races and what she was thinking during the different races and during the Olympics. And it was just, it's just, I Mm -hmm. can't speak up, it's just great. I I had a hard time putting it down, which, you know, for someone who thinks about running all day long, it says a lot,
0: right? I'm, I was actually going to say for someone who goes to bed moments after laying and goes to sleep moments after laying down, I was like, wow, oh my gosh, did it keep you awake, Dimity? Did yeah, you? Books never keep me awake. No, they <laughs>
2: but, but I can read a little bit longer. But yes, um, I, I, I read before I fall asleep.
0: To yeah. be clear. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, some good suggestions there. Thank you for for this second question, Lexi. Um. Oh, my turn again. <laughs> <laughs> Questions?
2: Uh, if you want to call and ask about the best documentaries, I think Sarah's chomping at the bit to share. So um, you could definitely throw her a bone by calling 470 Badass 1, 470 223 2771. Give us your first name and where you're calling from, and try to keep your message to about 90 seconds or less.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts and tell your friends about our podcasts. And keep the questions
2: coming, friends. We're here with answers. And remember, the shelves are
0: adjustable. <laughs>